Welcome to Lock Sportscast, your weekly source for Lock Sport News. This is episode 115, recorded August 22nd, 2022. I'm your host, Charles Current. And in today's video, new keyless entry vulnerability, Whitey Bulger's lock pick, another locksmith safety video, how to crack a cheap safe, can you pick a lock with compressed air, and other podcasts and videos, new products, meetups, criminals, sales, giveaways, and more. You can subscribe to the audio version of the show on most podcast apps and at thelocksportscast.com. You can subscribe to the video version on YouTube, Odyssey, or Apple Podcasts. Links to stories discussed will be in the show notes. Some apps limit the link to show notes and the ability to post links, but you can find full show notes with all of the links at thelocksportscast.com. First up in the news, we have an article that was posted in PC Mag, written by Max Eddy. It was entitled, Is Your Car Key Fob Vulnerable to This Simple Replay Attack? The article says that security researchers at Black Hat 2022 showed that they could unlock some vehicles by replaying old key fob commands. The standard system for locking and unlocking cars remotely was called uh, remote keyless entry. Each button press is unique, which is supposed to keep an attacker from simply recording you hitting the unlock button and playing it back later. The systems use a rolling code. The key fob and the car each have a counter that increases each time a button is pressed. That way, a previously recorded button press is not supposed to be accepted. But not all key presses make it to your car, such as when you're out of range. These button presses move the counter on the key fob forward, but not the car. To prevent these button presses from locking car owners out of their cars, the systems reset to the lower counter number if they detect that a fob has more button presses than the car. The reset system assumes that as long as the counter number of the fob is higher than the car, it can't be a replay attack. This leaves the possibility that codes captured before the reset occurred, which never made it to the car, would be accepted. And this particular method was used by the roll jam attack that was revealed seven years ago by a different set of researchers. A roll jam device captures the key fob button signal, then jams the airwaves to capture a second button press. With the jamming, the second signal never reaches the car, and an attacker can reuse it later to unlock the vehicle. However, in this most recent presentation, they showed that the process of jamming and replaying may not be necessary. For some vehicles, an attacker only needs to replay a few previously captured button presses to force a rollback on the car's counter even if those presses had already been detected by the car. After the reset, further previously captured button presses would be accepted by the vehicle. And once a series of button presses has been recorded, the attack could be replicated well out in the future. The attacker can simply replay the button presses at any point, even after the car's owner had used the key fob repeatedly. And the car would accept the signals and unlock. A new video released after Black Hat showed replayed signals being used successfully over 100 days after original capture. Instead of using a custom roll jam device, this attack used a standard Lenovo ThinkPad attached to a HackRF software-defined radio unit. The setup captured five button presses of a Kia key fob. The car can be seen responding to all of them. The setup was then used to play back the first two, which were ignored, but the following three were accepted by the vehicle. And it gets worse. 
Since they submitted their paper to Black Hat, the team discovered that any sequential button presses could roll back the car's counter. A mix of sequential lock and unlock signals is enough for rollback to work. The good news is that not all vehicles tested were susceptible. The team plans on releasing a full list of tested vehicles in which were found to be susceptible at some point in the future. An interesting attack, and it's really... If you watch the videos linked in the article, which will be linked in the show notes, it's really kind of scary how simple it seems to be. Record a series of key presses, like somebody walking through a mall parking lot, you know, sit several times. If you capture those, then all you have to do is play them back one after another in sync, and it just resets its counter and starts accepting them. And I have previously mentioned that the Hulu series Only Murders in the Building contained a reasonably accurate lockpicking scene early on in the, the series. And full disclosure, I don't watch the series. I don't actually watch TV much at all. Uh, my wife does watch the series. But uh, anyway, a couple of people sent in notes letting me know that in uh, a more recent episode, it looks like episode seven in the current season, there is also a scene where one of the characters bumps a lock. I asked my wife to pull up that particular episode when we watched that particular scene. All in all, not bad. You don't know for sure if it's an actual bump key or regular key that he's trying to use. And I don't see them reset the key in any way between hitting it with a, a screwdriver. He's wrapping it with a screwdriver, which works. I know that works. I've done it. But I don't see him resetting the key. And I also don't see any kind of ring on there to do the rapid fire bumping. It looks like the key is just sitting in the lock. He's smacking it a few times. So that part is uh is not completely accurate as far as i can tell but really all in all not bad looks like somebody who is doing the series probably has a knowledge of lock picking and but i'm guessing that either they don't have full knowledge or a producer is scared to let them show the actual full process and over on twitter uh, i fisk shared a tweet by at kimmy girl from the, it was a picture from the Mob Museum. It says, how fancy is Bulger's fancy lockpicking tool at the Mob Museum? And the picture is of a pretty traditional uh, lockpicking pen style. I forget the, the exact brand name, but I think a few different people make copies of that now. And it's a, the tag underneath says, Bulger's lockpicking tool. This lockpicking device was among the possessions federal agents recovered from Whitey Bulger's apartment in Santa Monica, California, after his capture in 2011. No indication how well used it was and uh, how proficient he might have been with it. Anyway, there will be a link in the show notes if you want to head over and check that out. And last week on the Extraordinary League of Pickers Discord, Dark Arts Lockpicking put up a, a post saying, I've added a podcast slash interview channel to the voice chat. My plan is to record some video chats and interview stuff on it to upload to my YouTube channel. So if you're interested in joining a recording session, let me know. They will be in regards to a preset topics. If you're interested in interviews, might be a good idea to stay tuned to Dark Arts Lockpicking's YouTube channel. Um, I have a feeling with my scheduling conflicts here again 
at the end of this year, I'm probably not going to get much of any interviews done at all this year. I apologize for that. But while I was checking out that post on the Extraordinary League of Pickers Discord, I noticed a few posts later, one of which was by Sasprilla, which was a link to a video called DEFCON 30 AppSec Village Interview. And the comment was lock picking pen testing rap. The second half of the video contains a song by um, Sulfur and Int80 called Align. Quick search for that song title led to the official DEFCON 30 soundtrack on Bandcamp. So if anybody is interested in that, I will have a link in the show notes. It is a free slash pay what you can donation based release where 100% of the generated revenue will go straight to the Electronic Frontier Foundation, which is a 501c3 not-for-profit dedicated to protecting internet freedoms and privacy. That's something you're interested in. Link in the show notes, of course. And while we're on the subject of audio here, the Glasgow Crime Stories podcast recently released an episode on Johnny Raminski, aka Gentleman Johnny or Gentle Johnny. I covered Johnny back in episode 17. Uh, interesting person, a career burglar and safecracker who also used his skills to serve his country in World War II and was um, known as Gentle Johnny or Gentleman Johnny because he never resorted to any violence. So that is their episode number 31, The Safecracker Extraordinaire Who Used His Criminal Skills During World War II. And uh, just follow the link in the show notes if you want to check that out. In videos here, CLK Supplies posted a new video called Avoid Dangerous Situations for Locksmiths. If you work with locks and keys, your work matters, and so does your safety. PJ brings on hashtag lockboss community member. Locksmith and former police officer Russell Davies to discuss safety on the job, get some ideas, tips, and know what to look for on the job. So if you're in the locksmithing business or you're uh, potentially thinking about getting into it, be sure to stay tuned to the CLK Supplies. Check out this video and their previous one and uh, stay tuned in case they do any more coverage on this. I think it's important what they're doing there. There's been a lot of... uh, Bad news about locksmiths getting in robbed and uh, assaulted. And on one of my favorite electronics channels, the EEV blog on YouTube, he posted a video called Five Ways to Crack a Cheap Safe. The description says five different easy methods to crack a cheap Sandalford safe found in the dumpster without using physical force, including a bonus six method that doesn't work on this one, but works on a lot of the cheap ones. Don't buy a cheap hardware store safe. They are garbage. Also advice on what to look for in a good quality home safe and TDR safes, plus some lock picking. Anyway, check it out. Link in the show notes. He goes through and points out a bunch of different vulnerabilities on this poor little safe. It's really quite embarrassing how easy it is for him to open it. Even when he accidentally locks himself out during part of the video, he he just quickly gets himself back in. So you can finish demonstrating. And Lockpicking Legend put up a video, How to Pick Locks with Compressed Air. And uh, it's a video addressing the fact that there are lots of 
social media posts and quick videos showing people supposedly being able to pick a lock with nothing but compressed air. And in this video, he addresses those and uh, his thoughts on that. So anyway, worth checking out, I think. And on the product front, we have Locksmith Samurai Gear. This was brought to my attention by Terrell on Twitter, and it's Locksmith Samurai, I'm going to butcher this, Ukiyo-e, uh gear. They have a hoodie, sweatshirt, and long-sleeved t-shirt, long and short-sleeved t-shirts, with a uh, traditional kind of samurai artwork, but instead of a sword, he's holding a key. <laughs> Anyway, interesting and might be something some of you are interested in. So if it sounds interesting, check it out and see if it's up your alley. Moving on to meetups. Um, nothing new, I don't think, this week. We have LockCon is taking place, looks like this weekend, um, from Thursday to Sunday, the 25th through the 28th of August. Besides Newcastle is taking place September 1st through September 3rd. The ISSA LA's 12th Annual Security Summit takes place September 20th through the 22nd. Besides Augusta, will be taking place October 1st. And St. Con, October 25th through the 28th. Links to all of those, of course, in the show notes. We have a few new Lockpickers United belts to announce. Cajun Lockpick has earned the rank of Brown Belt. Congratulations to you. And at Red Belt, I don't know how to say this person's Reddit or YouTube name since it's a series of numbers. Um, I've got a binary number. Anyway, uh, their YouTube channel that they posted their proof videos to is called Fatal Error. So congratulations to you. And we have a new Black Belt announcement. So everyone, I'm going to read the way it was posted on the Lockpickers United announcement on the Discord. It says, everyone, please fasten your seatbelts and flip up your trays because this pilot is taking off to Black Belt. Please welcome RC-13 to the ranks of Black Belt. In order to fly his way to the dojo, he picked the Multilock MT-5+, Plus, EVA 3KS, ASA 700, ASA Twin V10, Asa Twin 6000, and on top of it, he picked the Urban Alps Stealth Key. So, congratulations to uh, all of you. Very well done. And uh, welcome to the ranks of Black Belt to RC13. For anyone else not already familiar with the Lockpickers United Belt System, links in the show notes for all of the explanation you're going to need on how the system works and why it's uh, fun and something you might want to consider taking part of. Now's the part of the show where I say thank you to the people that made this episode possible. We'll start with the Patreon subscribers. We have Jimmy Longs, Medler, Pandafrog, Michael Gilchrist, Starlock, Williams Brain, Dave to be deciphered, Lebon's Locksport Journey, Pat from Uncensored Tactical, Three Reckons in a Coat, Cherell, aka Anthony, Dr. Hogmaster, Clayton Howard, aka Cooltoon, Mog, John Lock, Rat Yoke, Mr. Picker, Cranky Lock Picker, JHP Picking, Barebones Lock Picking, Deadbolt Cafe, NWA, NWA Lock Picker, Snake. Um, chief content producer for this episode again is I Fisk. Other content producers: Bare Bones Lockpicking, Cheryl, Dark Arts Lockpicking, Holly, Jeff Moss, Joshua Gonzalez, Knox Locks, Mad Jack, Eight Two One, Prince, Rain, Sesprilla, Three Recones in a Coat, and Tony Verrilli. 
Thank you to all of you for your support and information. Really makes this show a lot easier to produce. And remember that this show is only possible because of that support. So if you value the podcast, please help support it by sending in your news, links, events, giveaway information, anything you have that you think the community should know about or would like to know about, send it to podcast at thelocksportscast.com or any of the other methods listed in the show notes. Don't forget to share the show with your lockpicking friends. You can leave a review, comment, or thumbs up on your listening platform of choice. Don't forget to subscribe on that platform. And if you want, you can uh, donate on PayPal or subscribe on Patreon. If you support the show with a donation or information uh, that I use in the show, I will give you credit in the show and in the show notes, just like people you mentioned previously. Sometimes I think I'm a broken record here going over this over and over again, but yeah. Um, you're also welcome to send feedback or stories that you want shared on the show. Uh, just make sure they're reasonable length, polite, work family safe, no politics, not just drama. You can send those either via email or go to thelocksportscast.com slash contact to get those to me. Moving on to criminals, just one story this week. RCMP sees weapons, arrest woman after suspicious vehicle complaint. So the story says that on August 12th, 2022, RCMP responded to the Cooperstown Promenade parking lot in relation to a suspicious vehicle complaint. They located a 2003 BMW car occupied by a female. The female was arrested on a Traffic Safety Act warrant held by Calgary Police Service. A search of the vehicle resulted in several weapons and ammunition being found. The weapons included a shotgun, crossbow, knife, and hatchet. Stolen government identification and tools commonly used in break-ins were also found. They had pry bars, bolt cutters, snap gun, and lock picks. The license plate of the vehicle was also found to have been forged. The suspect has been charged with the following criminal offenses, it says. Possession of break-in instruments, times two. Unlawful possession of an identity document. Possession of weapon for dangerous purpose. Unauthorized possession of a firearm. Possession of unauthorized firearm. Possession of firearm in an unauthorized place. Uttering forged document. Possession of property obtained by crime uh, under $5,000 times three. And the suspect was remanded in custody and will appear in the provincial court on August 25th. Moving on to sales, we have some new items on the Southord sales collection page. So a link to that specific page will be in the show notes. One of the new things on sale is their new version of their tubular lockpick, the one with the removable pin. So if you were interested in that at all, might be the time to pick it up as it's on sale. And for Law Lock Tools, we have the Review Guru discount over on Twitter. If you follow the link in the show notes, it'll take you to the post where Review Guru posted a 10% discount link. Uh, also listed on that is a 25% off summer items coupon code i don't know how long either one of those are good for if anybody tries it and it doesn't work be sure to let me know and i can remove it from the show and over at bare bones lock picking you can use the code mickoz10 on anything except law lock tools products and that expires at the end of august 3d lock sport you can save 10 percent off with the code lscast10 that's 3d lock sport Dot com for all your favorite 3D printed lock sport accessories. MakeoLocks.com 
15% off if you use the code BUYMAKO. And UKLockPickers.co.uk, 10% off if you use the code GIFT. Same giveaways as last week. We have Average Life of Prince 100 subscriber giveaway on YouTube. That ends at the end of August. Knox Lock still continuing the bi-weekly giveaways on his channel. Just recently released the week three video. So be sure to check that out. I'll have a link to that video in the show notes so you can get in on that one. And CLK Supplies, their hashtag LockBoss giveaway runs uh, pretty much every week and lots of good prizes over there. Thank you to everyone for continuing to listen. I apologize to those of you who try to communicate with me online and have to wait forever for me to reply. I am uh, not very good at keeping up on online communication especially when I'm busy and stressed out with work. So I apologize, but uh, I'm, I'm an introvert. So communicating with people is stressful for me to begin with. For some reason, online where I don't get any facial clues or body language is twice <laughs> as stressful. So I agonize over every word I type online. It's just a, a personal thing. Anyway, uh, so if I'm stressed out, I quite often don't even look at my online communications because it just it, it adds to the stress so i apologize again for those of you that i haven't uh, immediately replied back to but thank you everyone for your continued support and uh, listening to the show and everything that everyone does all the nice words and comments that i get on youtube and an email i really appreciate it um, that's what keeps me going here is just knowing that uh, people are enjoying what I'm doing and find value in it. So feel free to reach out to me. Just uh, understand I might not get back right away. And remember to keep it legal. Legal.